We come now to our final session on Foundations of Christian Hedonism, the Tenth Argument, the Eleventh Session. The Tenth Argument is in support of this contention. Christian Hedonism contends, affirms, that it is the God-given duty of all people to pursue their fullest and longest pleasure, namely pleasure in God. And I've given nine arguments. The tenth one is the most important because the glory of God is the most important reality in the universe. Here's the argument for this duty. It is an indispensable duty of all people to seek and find their fullest and longest satisfaction in God because God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. And glorifying God, this reality right here, glorifying God in Christ is God's ultimate goal in creating, sustaining, and ruling the universe. And since it's his ultimate goal, and it happens best through our being best or most satisfied in him, therefore the quest to be satisfied in him is mandated. Father, as we see if this is so from the scripture, glorify your great name by satisfying our souls in you. Let's nail down first this great goal of God in creation. Isaiah 43, bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the end of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory. I created for my glory. Ultimately, that applies to everybody. He created everything and everybody for his glory. The heavens are telling the glory of God. That's why they exist. Redemption in this history and in this creation is for this ultimate goal. Here's how he says it in Ephesians 1. God chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace. So if you analyze that unit right there, it is all tending towards this, the praise of the glory of the grace of God. So the glory of God is supreme in creation. The glory of God is supreme in redemption. And therefore, he says, it is our duty, according to 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And the question is, how do we bring glory to God? And the argument is, God is most glorified in us. This is the duty that 1 Corinthians 10.31 is commanding. God is most glorified in us. We are arguing now when we are most satisfied in him. And therefore, if you don't pursue this and attain this, he does not get the glory he should. And here's the key 
passage of Scripture. We'll walk through it twice. We'll use this color for Paul's goal to glorify God in death, and we'll use this color for God's Paul's goal to glorify God in life. So let's do death first. It is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored. There's the great goal. Christ glorified, God glorified in Christ, magnified. The word right there, honored, is megaluno. Be honored, be magnified, be shown to be great. My aim is that Christ be shown to be great in my body, whether by life or by death. Now, let's talk about death. How will this happen through death? For to me, to live is Christ, we'll come back to that, and to die is gain. There's this argument. The reason death, my death, will magnify, glorify, honor Christ is because when I experience it, I experience it as gain. Well, that doesn't make sense yet. We have to know why it's gain to make the connection with why Christ is honored by it. Here he gives the answer. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. There it is. Why is this gain? Because to die, to depart, and be with Christ is far better. So here's the argument. I want my great expectation, Paul says, is that Christ would be honored or magnified in my body by my death. That's going to happen when I experience death as gain because though I lose everything here, I gain Christ. To be with Christ is far better. So here's my argument. Here's my paraphrase of Paul's argument. Christ is most magnified, honored, glorified in Paul's death when Paul experiences Christ as all-satisfying in his death. The gain of Christ is far better than all the gain of staying on this earth and therefore experience the, the deep satisfaction of being with Christ makes Christ look great when Paul dies by that strength and that hope. Christ is most magnified in Paul when Paul is most satisfied in Christ in his death. Now, the life argument. I want Christ to be magnified in my body by my life. How will that happen? How, how does he explain that? How does he show that? Because to live is Christ. Well, what does that mean? He's going to unpack it. To live is Christ. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. So to live is Christ is explained first by if I stay and if I live, it will be fruitful labor for me. I'm going to be doing some labor. Now, what will that labor be and what will be the outcome or goal of that labor? He talks about death and now he picks up the life right here. But to remain in the flesh, 
going to mean fruitful labor to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. So this fruitful labor here has to do with their benefit. What's that? Convinced of this, I know that I will remain. I'm going to live and remain and continue with you all. And here's what's going to happen. This is why I'm willing and eager to stay. Your progress and joy in the faith, or literally joy of faith. I am remaining on planet Earth willingly because I want Christ to be magnified in my life, and He will be because the fruitful labor I will have is the progress of your joy or the progress and joy of your faith. I am remaining on the planet serving you for your joy. He's not done yet. So that in me, that is in my coming to you, and my ministry to you, and my fruitful labor among you, in me, you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus. This joy is going to spill over in boasting and glorying and exulting in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. So, the life argument is, in essence, identical with the death argument. The death argument is that Christ will be honored and magnified in Paul's body when he experiences death as gain because he gets more of Christ. And thus, tasting the the superior gain and satisfaction and joy and completeness of being with Christ is what honors Christ in Paul's death You make Christ look great in your dying when you count your dying as gain because you're going to be with Christ is all satisfying. And then the argument with life is I want to live for the honor of Christ. I'm going to have fruitful labor. It's going to be on your account. What will it be? It will be your progress and your joy of faith. And that joy is going to explode in glorying in Christ Jesus. Christ is going to be honored by this joy producing this glory. And that's why I say both with this word and this word here resulting in this shows that Christ is most magnified, Christ is most honored, most glorified in Paul. When Paul is most satisfied in him in death, and when the Philippians are most satisfied in him in their life. So, I conclude, it is an indispensable duty of all people to seek and to find the fullest and longest satisfaction in God because, and this is what I just tried to show from Philippians 1, God or God in Christ is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied with Him, in Him, especially in our dying and in our serving. And glorifying God in Christ is God's ultimate goal in creating and sustaining and ruling the universe. 
Therefore, back to our original argument, and I'll conclude with this. Christian hedonism affirms that the greatest fullness of pleasure and the greatest duration of pleasure are found only in God through Jesus Christ. Nowhere else can fullness and longest be found. Not merely in his gifts, but in God. In God himself as supremely great, supremely beautiful, supremely valuable. And Christian hedonism, therefore, affirms that it is the God-given duty, mandate, requirement, command of all people to pursue, not to wait for it to come, not to just be happy if it does come, but to seek it, pursue it with all our might 24-7 from birth to death. Pursue this fullest, longest pleasure, namely pleasure in God, seeking to find God as our all-satisfying treasure. Or as Psalm 16:11 says, you make known to me, God, the path of life. In your presence is what we're all after fullness of joy, and at your right hand, pleasures forevermore. The longest is forever. The fullest is full. This is Christian hedonism. I pray that the Lord will commend it to you for your way of life. Amen.